You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? How about no, Scott? All right, you nerds, blurds, geeks, and freaks. It's that time again for the unequivocated, highly underrated, got to know who made it show we call Pop Stew. Right now, I'm very hungry. Your source for reviews, whether it's the new hotness or f***ing clown shoes. Broadcasting live from Planet Wakanda. Open the pod bay doors, pal. Across the cosmos to your ear holes. It's your host, AK and Stubert. With the latest edition hot and fresh out the kitchen. I'll have what she's having. It's Bob Stew. We want it now! Welcome everyone to another episode of Pop Stew. I am your host, AK. And with me today is not Stubert, but Pop McStuffins, hey. a.k.a. The Doctor. It's me, Dr. Nicole. <laughs> what up, Doc? <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I am good, and I am excited to be here and to talk about our upcoming topic. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the Buffalo International Film Festival which we just went to and had a blast. It was awesome. It was awesome. Shout out to John Fink and Anna Shami, friends of the show, for allowing us to cover a couple films. Thank you, and thank you for the VIP passes. Those were awesome. Those were awesome. I, I've, I've never been a VIP anywhere, so that, that was definitely, that was awesome. I felt special. <laughs> Had the lanyards and everything with our names on them. I know. That's awesome. So a couple movies that we're going to be talking about today are The True Adventures of Wolf Boy and Foosballers. We we caught screenings for those two. And I, I don't know about you, Doc, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed both films. What about you? I did. I thought both films were masterfully done and um, I enjoyed watching both of them and I, I have a lot to say about them it was uh they're both completely different it's yeah completely they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum one's a like coming of age story and the other one is a sports doc yeah. yeah sports documentary so well, let's let's jump right into it we'll start with true adventures of wolf boy this this is about this boy who has this condition where he grows hair where he looks like the wolf man like he has the appearance of the wolf man but he's still a boy and he's struggling to kind of navigate through adolescence and dealing with school and other people and people being freaked out or and bullying and it's like a modern day teen wolf it is like half boy half wolf yeah in the beginning he's he doesn't like who he is. He's unsure of himself. He constantly wants to cover up. He wears this mask. It's kind of like protection from everyone, but everyone still knows that he has this condition, and they they mock him mercilessly. Like you feel bad for him, and you want to beat up these bullies. Like I'm I'm mad for him. Yeah, I thought it was it was great that the friendships that he developed along the way in the film kind of added an interesting layer because he befriends like a group of girls and one girl's like a rebel and the other girl is 
like someone who he just meets and and she feeds him and he thinks it's a girl but then it happens to be that she's actually a boy who wants to be a girl right so i think like all of these people that came into his life kind of helped him as he was being like ostracized and like being a social outcast where he didn't fit in so having friends who also felt like they didn't fit into society kind of gave him a home like now you know i I have somebody who actually feels the same way as i do right you know so i don't feel like i'm being left out or like i'm being made fun of so Mm -hmm. he uh throughout at the beginning of this film it's his birthday so he gets this gift and it's a map from who he thinks is his mother who left him and his father he doesn't know where she is and the map says come find me when you're ready and it's a map to pittsburgh so he he takes off to go looking for his mother and it's a it's like a road film and that's where he meets all these people he runs into all these people and he he sees the world is bigger than just his small little neighborhood dealing with these kids who are narrow-minded it's it's bigger and he's able to find a community and he's able to find friends with other like misfits and outcasts like he is so it, it was cool to see him find people to fit in with and it was interesting because they because they also dealt with similar issues like they didn't make him feel like he had to pity himself like they right were the ones who were like you know get out of it and you know be yourself and don't let people you know tell you who you are that kind of thing so it kind of gave him the courage to step out like on Mm -hmm. his own and that's kind of when it like when at the end when he does come back home and he takes off the mask and he's like I don't want to like hide anymore and he kind of feels more confident in who he is because he's been around all these people it's like kind of boosted his confidence and just the fact that he doesn't have to look you know only at his condition but right. like what he brings to the table as like a friend as like a son so I mean I think it it really like helps to to see like like you said like a coming of age it, it shows like his development his maturity and the people help him along his way to find himself so mm-hmm. and, the, and the people he meets they don't make him feel weird or odd for his appearance. He's just another kid. Like, he's another teenager like them running towards something or trying to find something. So they try to help him find his mom. And But when he gets to this place, it was he finds out it was all a joke. Like, this kid's set him out on this journey as a joke to this kennel. Like the dog kennel. A dog kennel in Pittsburgh, which I don't, that's kind of a, it's a lot of work for a joke. I'm just being honest. Like, you got to Google where the, you got to Google, Google, like, dog kennels in a whole nother city and then, like, find a map. And it's not like they sent him, like, Google map printout. Like, they sent him the old school map and then circled it. Map <laughs> that you would buy at a convenience store. And then, like, circled it like a treasure map. Like, circled it, <laughs> like, like it was a lot to do for a practical joke. Like, here in Pittsburgh. Right, find me. And it's like, 
Really? And then he like, just you went off you with no, like, he went off with no GPS. I'm like, how did he get to Pittsburgh? I don't know. Just walking down the street, but okay. Well, the first person he meets is John Totoro, who's like the leader of these carnival folks. and He like runs the circus. He runs the circus and they go to like different towns and he, he meets them. And the first thing he wants to do is put them in his carnival. Yeah, he shows them off like kind of like a circus freak type thing. Yeah, have people have like people throw like stuff at him and be freaked out. The dog boy, he calls him. Which, Which I want to say, like, John Turturro being in the movie kind of made it for me. It made it for you? Why? Because, like, I am, like, a huge fan of, like, the Big Lebowski, and he's, like, the oh, Jesus. Okay. Of, the I was Jesus. like, it's the Jesus. That's, yeah, during the screening, you were like, it's Jesus. <laughs> the it's Jesus the Jesus. From Big Lebowski. Nobody messes with the Jesus. Nobody messes with the Jesus. What is the seventh I know, day? I know you wish he was at the screening, but he wasn't, unfortunately. I know. I was hoping. I was like, I wish he, I would have met him. But it was cool to have him in there. Like, that was kind of like, I don't know. It was cool that he was in there. It was also cool that it, they shot it in Buffalo. So you got to see, like, different scenes. Yes, being from Buffalo, you got to see, like, different places. Yeah. Like, different. They go on, the kids go on, like, this robbing convenience stores kick where they rob, like, four convenience stores and you. We recognized the stores that <laughs> yeah, they were arriving. Like, they were in, like, different areas of Buffalo. It was like, yeah, I've been to that place. He's like, yeah, that's the corner store on Grant Street. Like, we saw, like, all that stuff. So. And then Stuber was like, that's the corner store across the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, we recognized the places. He's like, that's where I grew movie. up at. I'm like, okay. But that, yeah, that was cool. And speaking of the Rasha convenience store robberies, like, they... They go on this robbery because they need cash for their trip. But, I mean, nothing really happened. Like, they didn't get arrested for that or nothing. Like, what? I think, the didn't the girl get arrested? Well, they got arrested for, didn't they get arrested for? Well, they uh, threw, well, they basically went on this robbing spree because they needed money. And also, they wanted to throw it for a birthday party. Right, because he's so, never had one. So, they, like, robbed the convenience store for, like, a birthday cake. <laughs> like... <laughs> And they go to like, like candles and a birthday cake and food. <laughs> yeah, and they go off to like this pier. I don't know, like it was supposed to be like a pier or something. And they're like having like a party. And, and they, they rob the guy for fireworks. Yeah, and they like invite people like to the water and they're like having a party for them. And then the cops show up because the fireworks go off. And they're like, there's these kids like that aren't supposed to be on the property like having a party. So. The one girl who, like, started robbing places, the rebel, I guess she tells them to, like, go ahead and, like, she'll stay behind and, yeah, like, distract Yeah, she sacrificed the cops. herself. Yeah. So she kind of gave herself up so that they wouldn't get caught, so that they could go on and find Wolf Boy Wolf and the Boy's other girl. Mom. Yeah. But the good news is they actually, he actually finds his mom. She's not in Pittsburgh. She's, like, in the same city, but... Like, the same small town that he grew up in. Yeah, like, her, he comes... Like, the dad knows where she is. Yeah, he comes back and tells his father what happened. Or his father goes out looking for him and finds out that it was a prank. And then when they finally catch up to him, he tells his dad that's why he left, to find his mom. So he takes him to, find, to meet his actual mom. And it's kind of like... She's just, like, this regular, like, lady who, like, lives in town... But, but she leaves because she feels guilty. Yeah, she feels guilty. Because she feels like, oh, it's my fault 
that you're the way you are because her father has is like that, has yeah. the same disease. Yeah. And then he meets, like, his grandfather, which is her father, and he has, like, he looks like a wolf, too. So he kind of, like, talks to him about what it means to, you know, be a wolf boy and what it's like. What and it's like. And he feels better seeing somebody who looks like him and who's actually survived, you know. All and he's the not alone. Yeah. So, he, like, he kind of jokes with him and is, like, has the jokes gotten any better since I was a kid and the name calling and they kind of share this experience that no one else is going to understand because they don't have what these two have, which the appearance of a wolf. So, And your guy is the... Uh... The grandfather. My guy? Yeah, from uh, he's from Buffalo. Stephen McKinley Henderson. Yes. Right, right. He's from Buffalo. He teaches at my alma mater, Buff State. He's a terrific actor. I'm a, I'm, I am a fan of his. Yeah, I think. I wish I could have met him, but he was at the screening, but then he left right, exact, right after they outed him and <laughs> saying he was here. <laughs> they introduced him, and then, like, I turned around, and he was gone. I was like, no. <laughs> But, I mean, it was cool to, that he came out to see the film. Yeah. I, I really liked it, and um, it was just interesting just to see all the different connections and all the different takeaways you could have just from the film and mm -hmm. in terms of being yourself and... Accepting who you are. Yeah, accepting who you are. I thought it was it was pretty well done. I agree. It was it was like you said, like Teen Wolf. It was a little bit of Teen Wolf. It was a little bit of Stand By Me with the <laughs> whole adventure and like kids the, on an adventure. It's like the Breakfast Club. A little bit of Breakfast Club. I enjoyed it. I I loved it. So for the second film is uh, Foosballers. Yes. I mean, Foosballers, you just think of the game that's usually in in different bars or arcades or yeah i mean aside maybe from it's like, at dave and busters yeah i was gonna say aside <laughs> from games like dave and busters i've never really like played or been into table soccer and all that but i mean the i was surprised because this documentary is surprisingly interesting because i would i went into it thinking like this is only for like foosball fanatics and people who right. like seriously play the game and like take it to heart but then it's like it's a film for everybody and it's very informative like I didn't even know table soccer was a thing and it was that competitive until I saw it I didn't know like professional foosball was a thing like yeah. this is something that was on ESPN and was like people trained for this they they train for it and they compete in they competed in these tournaments like back in the seventies for millions of dollars, and I was like, I'm missing out. It's like, like standing <laughs> exactly. I'm in the wrong business. <laughs> yeah, I should have been. I should have started playing foosball when I was like eight or something, and I right. Been, been and it shows like the highs and lows of the sport, and like it was real big in the seventies and eighties, and then once video games kind of came out in the mid eighties, it kind of died down. Yeah. And then it kind of peaked. Back it peaked up. back up in the mid-90s. So it was like the evolution of it. Yeah, it was and the evolution of it. And you see these different players. And there's actually rankings. There's there's a number one ranked player in the world. But you see, like, the diehard, like, fans and 
the people who were like the players who like stood by it through the test of time like they yeah. still love foosball and it's been like 30 years later and they like haven't given it up even though like society has moved into like video games and they tried to do competitions where it was combined like combined video games and foosball players and mm -hmm. it kind of didn't work so they tried to bring it back over the years and it's just to see like their story and and why they love it so much and like their personal attachments to it was interesting to watch and it's just there's leagues now all over the country it's not just it's not just like a a bar game anymore like it's it's serious and people out here trying to win money and there's they have that one guy who's his whole family does foosball and they all compete yeah he had it like him, like him his and wife his, his wife and his kids like they all compete in foosball they have a foosball in their house and they like his practice daughter, every day his daughter won like the junior league foosball right his wife won the women's tournament and he's like competing so and they try to outthink each other like the one guy's like videotaping his practices and working on defense and it's like oh well this guy's gonna try and block me here so i gotta work work on that and he likes this shot they have different shots this movie just really confirmed to me that i need a hobby and one that particularly <laughs> pays well <laughs> preferably in the millions you know nothing too risky but i mean i think like People put a lot of, like, time and energy into it, and it kind of made, like, their life more exciting, and I feel like maybe I need to find something similar to foosball that I can get into to get that competitive nature. Are you gonna you going to go hard like these guys? Because, I mean, it's not... I'm they're gonna, not taking it lightly. They're not taking it like it's a hobby. Like I'm going to train it's serious. all year. Like, they were training hard for this. For, like, the finals. Like, is there, like, a table hockey league or something I can join? What, so. Like, bubble hockey or something? <laughs> I don't know. Something. I have to find something. I'm sure there is. There's there's leagues for everything. But in this, I mean, it's like you find yourself rooting for your favorites and like you would your favorite sports team, like your favorite basketball team or favorite yeah. football team. Like, you you want your favorites to win and, and go to the finals and yeah like they build it up like one-on-one -on -one type of thing where it's like your favorite sports movie is like like the old yeah. guy makes it to the finals who was big in the 70s he's but then come back. he hasn't been number one in a while but he's playing like the millennial right like, <laughs> like he's playing people that he's like could 22. be his kids <laughs> yeah he's playing people that could be his kids and he's hanging there right with them He's like 22 and he's like trying And the to... number one in the world looked up to this guy. He was like, yeah, he was my favorite player. As a kid. And now I'm playing him in the finals. Like it was. It like was he complete. was watching him as a kid. Like his right. parents showed it to him. It was like your favorite sports movie in a documentary with foosball. Like that's what, that's what it was. It's very interesting. I like, I'm, but I'm a big like fan of documentaries like i'll watch a documentary about just about anything because it's just like i just like i'm a i like learning so right anything that you can like document and go around and get people's like opinions on things it's and, very interesting and get people invested like i, I was definitely invested yeah 
in in this film and in the sport. Like I, I was invested in who wins that million dollars, that number, who takes that number one spot. Like it was, it was serious. Yeah. Who's gonna be number one in the world? I know. I, I went into it like, oh, I don't know about this with foosball because I'm not a foosball player. And then I came out like, oh, like I hope so and so wins, you know? Like, right. So I was kind of like interested, like throughout the whole thing, you know, it was very interesting and just to see like the evolution of it. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I think I think the film did a good job of putting passion on screen. Like I could feel the passion of the players and why they played, and that kind of made me invested in it. Right. They were so excited about it, and it got me excited about it. So like now I can understand like you know why they went to extreme. Lengths. Like it was a genuine love they have yeah. for this game. And I always love that when people are like genuinely loves like a hobby or like a sport and you can tell by the way that they talk about it like this is like they live eat breathe this and it's like okay like I can really get into it and then they did a Q&A after and the director Joe Heslinga I'm hoping I'm saying your name right Joe <laughs> if you're listening to this I hope I didn't butcher it uh, but he was just saying he he googled competitive foosball on a whim. Like him and his friends were just up. And then he fell down and the rabbit hole of Google. And exactly. Like, oh, this really right. Like, he just fell a down thing. a rabbit hole of like YouTube videos of just watching it, and then they decided to do a documentary about it. Yeah. It's a really good documentary. I mean, I based on a whim. And it was great meeting him. Like it was nice meeting him and talking to him about his film and what he does and. Talking to him about how long it took him to do the film. Because it took years to like put this yeah, together. Yeah, it was a couple of years to put this together, to film everything. It was a lot in terms of budget. Because he had yeah. to go to different cities. Yeah, he was meet going all over the country. Because they're spread out all over the country. Mm -hmm. So just to see like it all come together was really nice. And like they all come to like one city for like the world championships. Who's ever hosting it. But I mean, all the players are spread out throughout the country. But they did it like over a timeline, like it was like a year before, right? Six months before the championship. Yeah, it was like counting down yeah, counting to this down. like world championships. Yeah. And it shows everyone preparing and getting ready and and playing in like smaller tournaments to like right help themselves get ready. So it was interesting. It was nice to. It was just it was just a cool experience. I've I've never I've never covered a film festival before so i mean this this was pretty cool to do and i got to see some great films and meet a lot of cool people and a lot of cool directors and it was it was just a it blast was, it really was it was a great experience i enjoyed myself and i'm glad i got to partake in in the film festival i can't wait to see what comes out next year right Next year, I'm excited for next year, too. I know Stupert is, too. The reason he's not here is because he's sick, actually. He, he actually got Feel sick. better, Stubert. <laughs> yeah, he's fighting the flu, I think. So get well so we can do more Pops 2 episodes. But, I mean, this was, this was definitely an experience, and it was always, it was always a goal to kind of cover a film festival or something like this. And it, it was just really great that we actually, like, made it and got to cover a really cool film festival like this it was 
Awesome. Highly enjoyable. Awesome is a great word. But I think we're going to wrap this one up. Yeah. Just want to thank my co-pilot on this episode. Oh, thanks for having <laughs> me. And thanks to everybody at the Buffalo Film Festival for yes, thank you all. having us and allowing us to experience this awesome event. Greatly appreciated. I'm your host, AK, and with me today... It's Pop McStuffins, Dr. Nicole. And this has been Pop Stew. Bye.